Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Jason Graves for the newest installment of the Dark Pictures Anthology. It's called The Devil in Me. And this is a bit different type of gameplay than what you might be accustomed to in a horror game. So you're not being chased. You're being kind of herded. You're being directed so that you end up in certain situations, uh, which is terrifying. So the score has this element of time passing. There's kind of a plodding to it, which is very ominous, I will say. Uh, and it's Jason, so it's fantastic. It's very metal, even though it's strings. I just really dig it. Please find us on Discord. That link is down in the show notes, uh, as well as YouTube. The conversation that I had with Jason will be up on YouTube. And if you're able to support us financially on Patreon, that would be great. Also, there's Level with Emily merch. You can find that link down in the show notes as well. All right, here's Jason Graves talking about the Dark Pictures anthology, The Devil in Me. This is the fourth installment of the Dark Pictures called The Devil in Me. And uh, no spoilers here, but there's a prologue that kind of takes place like in the late 1800s. And um, it's sort of, the the game itself kind of surrounds H.H. Holmes, who's a real person. And um, the general idea of the plot is current day, someone has basically recreated his uh, murder castle is what they call it. He was this horrible person that built this place with all these trap doors and sliding walls and crazy stuff. So there's a camera crew that gets sent to this island because they're doing a documentary. And then, of course, everything goes crazy from there. scary as hell. Uh, I'll probably never play it. Uh, but you never know. This H.H. Holmes situation. Um, the devil Oh, in come me. on. You'll never play it. But You're that's right. okay. You're right. You're right. I'm so bad at that. <laughs> Some of the things I really liked about the music, this creepy clock that happened. Like, the, I love the yeah. way the soundtrack opens just in and of itself. You're like, okay, that's the creepiest clock I've ever heard in my life. Um, and this is a theme throughout. It's like the passage of time. I, I'm not sure, but... Um, it's. I thought that was a really cool touch. So, can you talk to me about uh, you know that aspect of it? The the gameplay. I love that you call that out, and this is why it's so much fun having these interviews with you. <laughs> you just have a. You have a more like composerly musical <laughs> sort of slant on all of your comments, and I love it. <laughs> um, all right. So the 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 point of the game is this film crew is trapped in this castle. And it's not a... Uh, I mean, there are some psychopath-chasing-you scenes, but most of it is more about being caught in some sort of a trap 
and trying to get out, and there's okay. a timer, or oh, you've got uh, actually there's a lot of timers involved <laughs> oh, no. in these. And okay. when you do see the killer, and you're running for your life, he's just walking. Even if he's got this creepy mask on and he's carrying an axe, <sighs> he's just walking at a normal pace because what he doesn't want to kill you, he wants to get you into one of his traps somewhere. Oh. So he's sort of luring you and like, you know, okay. yeah, chasing you certain directions. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff that can happen, which is great. So I love the idea of the music being very steady with a yeah. pulse that did something that was um, not frenetic and crazy. It was right. more about the slow, laborious buildup of this person slowly walking towards you. Oh, so that was part of the idea of the clock. Yeah. Or the ticking or whatever mechanical sounds those were. Yeah. Um, the second one is there are a lot of, this is going to creep you out even more, but there's <laughs> a lot of um, like articulated mannequins. Okay. A lot Oh, God. Of mannequins in this game. Okay. I mean, like, you walk into a room and there's just 20 mannequins all hanging, like, you know, oh. with a hook in their back, just hanging like people. Oh, so, dear. But some of them are hooked up to machines, so they move, and they're, like, animatronic almost. Okay. Um, and there's lots of gears that move when you hear that. So that was sort mm. of my original thought was, oh, I want some gear sounds or something that kind of does those mannequins. And then I realized if I combine that with the idea of time passing, the clock ticking, the slow, methodical pacing of the killer towards you, that mm -hmm. those could work well together. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It, it does. And I mean, that, that opening track in, in, in and of itself, is it's just so metal, like... It immediately wanted me to reach out to this fella named Mon, M-A-H-N, who uh -huh. is, he just does metal covers of game music and, and he's so good at it. And I was just like, I want Mon to cover this first track because it's just Heck like yeah. so metal. But it's strings, right? So, I mean, yeah. tell me a little bit about the palette and making it so rockin' like that, you know? Did you, you know, I never thought about it being metal, but I love that because it is that oh. sort of halftime, yep. you know, halftime metal, like, pacing sort of yeah. thing. Did you, um, did you notice the very, 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 very first thing that you but hear on track one? The record starting or whatever it is? Yes, yes, the record. Yes, I did. I, so I did that as a joke to Barney Pratt, who's the audio director. I've been working okay. with him for more than 10 years now. But I was submitting this. This was the first track that I did. It's sort of oh, the cool. theme for Dumet. Okay. And I submitted it, and I put the needle drop down just as a, as a joke because there's a lot of classical music in the game 
oh, that, cool. um, that the killer listens to, and he'll oh, pipe bastard. like uh, 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 he listens to it on LPs. So okay. it's all like there's a record player in the room, or they'll find a record player that's got a microphone on it, and he's playing the music through the murder castle through these little tin speakers. Oh, so the idea was um, the developer loved taking the classical music and sort of playing against type. So if there's a death scene, like yeah. they can use a piece of opera, right? Oh, or if yeah, it's a suspenseful th- yeah. scene, they'll use some other piece of opera. Sure. So okay. it's always vinyl. So I just liked that little wink. Yeah. And honestly, I thought they'd take it off the final soundtrack, but I left it because I thought it was funny. And um, <laughs> that, that's that's why that's there. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I noticed it. I really liked how it all started that way, you know, with like these extra musical sounds, right? I thought that was really cool. It definitely sets the scene. Um, And, you know, with regards to the orchestra, I just loved how, like, lush and crunchy the chords were, but, like, crunchy, Mm. just dense, like, kind of vibrancy, you know? Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really liked that. There was a lot of discussion before I started working on this about, between Barney and I, about the aesthetics of the score um, every score sounds a little different, um, you know, the instrumentation and everything, but it's also different recording techniques. And one of the things they were really going for vibe-wise was like kind of 50s noir, like like psycho or something like that. Like not the, okay. not the music and not the black and white and not yeah. the murder, but like the vibe of that noir sort of feeling. Yes. So it's sort of like a callback at the beginning of the game when you see this late, teen, eight, late 1800s prologue that's like 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. The rest of the game is modern day, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of callbacks to that prologue in the game throughout. So I, um, I worked on getting the orchestra... Like, uh, this was all during, um, uh, at the tail end of, of lockdown, but there's some, mm. um, there's some orchestra samples that, uh, that were recorded, um, basically for the, with the Bernard Herman estate, um, Spitfire Audio in, okay. in London. They yeah. did these, like, basically throwback 50s recordings, um, sampling sessions of the orchestra, um, exactly the way that Herman would have used the microphones and the placement. So a lot of the sounds that I used, since we couldn't book any studios or anything, um, a lot of those sounds are from that literal Bernard Herman sound set. So when you hear the strings and you hear the brass is actually my brass, but I I use the microphones that were closer. The idea is it's a, it's more like a studio orchestra. So they're a lot more up in your face. You can hear the, you know, the bow on the strings. Um, and a lot of the, the piano and the harp and, um, vibraphone and everything are all live. I recorded those myself. So it's sort of a, a mishmash, but even with uh, the piano, I mean, I didn't put any reverb on it. It's just my stereo microphones over the piano. Wow. So that bum, 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 dum, oh, dum, yeah. that ticking kind of ascending four-note thing that just permeates the entire score, Yep. that was um, mostly done with all the live instruments. And then the strings okay. especially were the, the Herman strings. Samples. So two things mm-hmm. I have to say about that. I, I literally, when I was listening to it, I was like, why does this remind me of Bernard Herman? Like, what? And I just thought, I just thought, well, nice. there must be some voicing thing happening or something that I'm just not, you know, um, 
studied on his music enough to be able to p- pick out. And I, but then I just kind of discarded that thought because I was like, well, it's late 1800s is when you know the origin, and then but then it's modern, mm-hmm. so. I don't, it's, that's so weird. That's, that's amazing. So when you said that, I was like, I'm impressed. If he says that's Bernard a- Herman, I'm going to be like, what the hell? That's crazy. I said Bernard that's crazy. Herman. You did. And I, oh, I didn't even write it down. Cause I just thought, no. Well, there, there is, amazing. I mean, come on. There is like, if you do a minor major seven chord, that's basically the chord of Bernard Herman. Um, yeah, that yeah. harmony is what he used all the time. And if you do a major chord with a major seven, that also sounds very harmony. Or if you move things by half steps, I mean, I, I didn't I, go out of my way and study yeah. Bernard Herman for this, but I'm yeah. familiar with kind of some of those little nuances of his yep. music. So, you know, something like the Journey track two on the OST that probably oh, yeah. sounds very harmony because it's yeah. got like flutes. In triads and then strings in triads doing the same thing. The simplicity of his voicing and um, just the way that he wrote in block chords like that, but then just completely messed up the harmonies in such a good way. Right, yeah. uh, I I really love. So it's sort of like um, the, the harmony is kind of a touchstone to him, but not in a way that like, oh, I studied Psycho and looked at the chords. It was more like... What does Bernard Herman sound like to me? Sure. And what is yeah. that like through the lens of what I need to do for this game? So the other thing you brought up the four note motif and and initially when I heard it in I heard it as <laughs> so fucking nerdy. I heard it as a first inversion major triad then with a flat third added on top. And then later I started hearing it as like just two stacked minor thirds that were a, a fourth apart. So I cuz like that stuff for some reason like matters to me. I'm always like what am I hearing here and then I have to figure oh, out the yeah. intervals and the whatever. So I'm I just then became very curious to ha- what your intent was with that musically cuz there seems to be a lot of play between major and minor thirds, which also was really fun. And that, that's what, that's the beauty of harmony, right? Yeah. Like you can imbue this complete um, like schism of good or evil. Like is this, are they going to help me or are they going to kill me? Like is it is it major or is it minor? Being <laughs> able to use both of those. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the keyboard. So for all the musical people, like the, if the, the main little ascending thing. I was thinking yeah. minor minor triad minor. with a major 7, but I didn't want it to sound exactly like that. So I just raised the fifth up to the flat 6. That's where you get if it's like oh, C minor, okay. that's where you get C E flat and then not G, 
but A flat, a flat and B natural. Okay. But as soon so, as I did okay. C, oh, E flat, A flat, B natural, yeah. I started, I'm playing it on the piano, right? In octaves. Boom, 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 yep. boom. But then I start yep. inverting it and all of a sudden it's A flat, B natural, C natural, E flat. Yep. Now it's an A major slash A minor, like exactly. all at the same time. Yep. Right? Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. All those seventh chords are just so cool. I they mean, are. Yeah. <sighs> awesome shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, the Okay, wait a second. Yeah, so the tracks on the album are pretty long. And that made me nervous because it kind of implies that these are like long scenes full of terror, you know? Like, you know, The Watchful Eye or something. These are like six, seven, eight minute yeah, tracks or yeah. something like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, this... You know, because clearly I understand that on the soundtrack you're stitching things together... But I'm like, wow, he's stitching together a lot of fear right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've gotten, um, since I did the first Moss, which was maybe four years ago, I've gotten a lot more or a lot less fastidious in the way I, um, I compose and, and export my cues, especially with the dark pictures, because it's so... There's so much material, game-wise, that needs mm -hmm. to be covered. And it's not the kind of thing where we're going to do six hours of, of music. Um, yeah. So what I end up doing is these... There's all kinds of suites and toolkits and things that I do for each game that's like the interstitial, very... Um, like technique-oriented textures and things that are scary... Sure. I mean, I think I had a three-minute cue that was just nothing but a constant riser, like all the strings just slowly rising over three minutes. So that's about half the score of all these Dark Pictures things are those kind of things. Then the yeah. other half of the score are these, um, I think there were two cues we left off, so okay. 11 or 12 cues, nine of which I picked for the soundtrack. And the cues that are on the soundtrack are literally exactly the way I delivered them to Supermassive for, to, to implement into wow. the game. Wow. Because they get like 40 or 50 stems. They literally have every single instrument okay. on its own. Wow. And we've just found that you know, scoring a scene that has a lot of narrative ebb and flow to it is a lot easier when I write something when I write a piece of music that has a yeah. lot of narrative ebb yeah. and flow to it, and they can, you know, drop it into Pro Tools, transpose it up or down, make it slower or faster, do whatever they need to do oh, to, wow. to match. And um, it just makes for a more cinematic kind of experience. They're not trying to get blood from a turnip. Like, I wish we had a chord change here and it went to the five and we did, you know, and it's just me writing an exploration track sitting on the same chord for two minutes. So the more kind of cinematic I get to write, the more fun I get to have. And then it just yep. makes for a much more, I think, um, emotional roller coaster in a good way sure. in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fascinating. So, like, you mentioned... And, of course, we're obviously going to stay as spoilery-free as possible, but, like, that opening scene that you said is, like, 15 minutes long. How did you score that? How did that happen? There's a cue. I think it's called The Honeymoon. Okay, it is The Honeymoon. Okay, and this is one that has those yep. risers, and it's scary as shit, and I, it's one of the few times that a video game soundtrack has given me a jump scare. 
Like, I don't know how often that's ever happened to me. Uh, I, it, it was, it just made me laugh. I just started laughing. I'm like, oh, that was hilarious. That scared me so much. (laughs) But, but what I love about this track, you know, long before that happens, it, it is a very beautiful track, right? It's like the, the Mm -hmm. most, um, I would say most delicate track on the album and, Um, you know, has all the piano, which adds to the delicacy and it kind of adds to this purity because, you know, piano is so clear. Like you said, you mic'd it up real close and it's very intimate sounding. So, okay. So tell me more about that amazing track, The Honeymoon. Honeymoon and Dumet, uh, the first track on the soundtrack and the seventh track. Those were the first two cues that I wrote. Um, I started with okay. Dumet because that was going to be the main theme. Then the next cue that needed to be done, Barney was saying, and he always loves to do this. He verbally paints himself into a corner. He says, "There's no way. I, I know you. There's no way for you to do this, but let me tell you what we need." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> it'd be great if we could have a piece of music to use when the newlyweds are like having a pillow fight at the beginning, and everything's real cute. And then also if they're having a conversation at the table in present day, and there's sort of like some emotional things going on, or maybe there's like a, a touchstone that two characters have that's like an emotional callback to their relationship previously." And I was like, yeah, totally. Like, why don't I start with piano? And I love that I could just do the bum, 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 but just put it in like a major seven or a minor seven, like tonal, like tonally be able to do that. I really, I really enjoyed. And that I did, I did build that with the string riser. Um, I think that was in the hotel. The hotel okay. has the string riser at the end. I'm oh, okay, pretty sure. okay, okay. Wait, um, let me look at my list. Oh, that's the one. Yes, that's the the hotel. You're totally right. Yeah, and yep, that yes. was that. I I put that together afterwards yep. because I liked the idea of having something on the soundtrack that sort of had that like starting out good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just like totally going off the rails later. But the honeymoon yeah. and the hotel are very similar, you know, background um, for composition. Well, and the hotel has that creepy solo in the middle. And I don't know if it's like trumpet doubling flute or what exactly, how you uh, orchestrated that creepy solo that happens in the middle that kind of, it's almost like it warps like a record out of tune and... talking about it's like halfway through yeah 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 Yeah, what is that it's it's um i think it's flute and what though flute and flute 
I think it's flute and English horn, maybe. Um, oh, English horn. Together. Okay, that makes sense. I don't. Yeah. Okay. It's just a lot of weird, like a lot of weirdness, because it was. I have all the individual instruments, right? And all the live yeah. tracks are individual. So I was changing the pitch afterwards of a lot of them, like modulating it up and down and kind of making yeah. it start just to feel like, mm-hmm. you know, a little queasy, a little yeah. like seasick in a way. Yep, yep. Wait, Which is you tricky because sh- you can, you get used to that really quick. You're like, I need to do more. And then you go get a coffee and you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, this is comical. <laughs> it's, it's way too much. You got to pull it back. So who was live? You did you did the harp because I heard harp, which was lovely. I um, in a few of the tracks and the piano. Yeah, and there was something else you said that yep. you did. Uh, the vibes. Yeah. Oh, vibes, of course. Yeah, and then and then what else was live? What else did I play? Um, well, there's lots of synths and things that I did, but that's sure, not like sure. live, live, like no, live I know instruments. What you mean, um, yeah, I wasn't sure if you brought in anybody, any soloists or anything like that. No, no, just okay. just me. Um, I did a really lot good, of strings yeah. on this. Not okay. not the pretty strings. A lot of the really <laughs> nasty sounding strings. The coleño, right? You do that in, um, which is when string players play with the back of their bow, right? The wooden part. And I mean, anytime yep. that happens in music, it's so freaking creepy. And it happens in the island. Do all that, or did you use sample for that? Uh, those are those are my my string samples. Okay. Um, yeah, that cool. I recorded like a, a, a while ago. But yeah. is, I always can't help but think of Jerry Goldsmith when I do that. Oh, really? Because he'd have the echoplex right on the Coleno, like an okay. alien, where they go flum flum zoom. Oh, okay, okay. Like with yeah. the cool echoes, because I always <laughs> want to put a delay on there. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't mind having an homage to to Jerry Goldsmith though. If you're gonna, oh God, go, no. You know, go big. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I always think of Berlioz, and that's also one like, okay, yeah, think of Berlioz. It's good. <laughs> no, totally. I love that. It's so cool. Um, and then uh, the the uh, track called the uh, Hunted. I think it's just Hunted. Maybe the Hunted or Hunted. Um, and that one has that hardcore clock click track in it, you know, and uh, it's got some really great low brass, uh, but I just, I just, uh, I really liked kind of, and now that you describe kind of the plotting of the Mm -hmm. bad man, (laughs) I, I, 
I, I can definitely feel that energy just even thinking about that track right now. Did you notice anything, by the way, the um, the track titles? Because I spent oh, let me look. I spent a little bit of time, not anything in particular, just the general track titles. If you look at any Bernard Herman soundtrack, oh, it's it's like the street, the car, the kitchen, <laughs> living room. I mean, it's like the most boring conventional titles you could come awesome. up with. So I wanted to do that exact same thing. Probably knowing awesome. that nobody but me would get it, but <laughs> now we know though that's um, awesome. Usually with the dark picture stuff, um, the the publisher names the tracks for me because I tried to do a bunch of really fun names for um, Man of Medan, and okay. I had like, tracks like Thunderbolts and Lightning, very very frightening and stuff like that, and <laughs> they changed every single track name. Oh. But the funny thing is, with these, they left all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. It, it's, it reminds me of kind of the opposite of uh, the second Dead Space soundtrack, actually, which had a lot of really funny titles. Not funny because they're terrifying, but it was like... They're hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's rip all the limbs off this necromorph. And, and, well, whatever, Yeah. Rest in pieces, yeah. Rest in pieces, <laughs> yes. Oh, God, so good. Yeah, the first one, not so I much. I think my favorite track off of that um, was from the creepy, super creepy level where the babies like are necromorphed and they're attacking you in the nursery, and I called that track Say Hello to My Little Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! You gotta bring some humor to the, to the terror know. and abject horror, right? Oh, Mind if we just, uh, you know, briefly mention how amazing it is that they remade Dead Space and left all of your fantastic and absolutely legendary music intact in there, which is great. Right. Yeah. I, I can't think of a, a higher compliment than um, remaking an entire game. I think, I don't really know, honestly. Um, I haven't done a lot of research about it, but I think a lot of the audio, like the original Necromorph sounds and things, I think a lot of the audio stayed. Because wow. let's face it, audio from 18 years ago, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily sound better today because we sort of right. had pretty, pretty good um, capture yeah. quality for games and everything back then. So all the audio in general, I think, um, kind of got... Got a little spit and polish on it, but yeah, yeah, really, really amazing to have that game come back out and a whole, literally a whole new generation of people 
are able to play it and throw their yeah. remotes across the room again. <laughs> yeah, my neighbor across the hall, uh, Matt, is he went and picked it up. He has a PS5, but I, he must be the kind of dude who likes to collect the actual thing. So he like went and got it. Uh-huh. And he's like, you can borrow it if you want. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I can. But I was asking him about it today. I'm like, so how is it? And he's like, intense. And he played, of course, he played the original years ago, but he sure. was just like, intense in all caps. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll borrow it and maybe I'll stream a little bit of it or something. And he's like, good luck. It's intense. It's just funny. I'm like, oh my gosh. Whew. But yeah, I, I, uh, I'm so glad that, that your music is, is still in there. That's pretty awesome. Were you working with Dave Fiza? Was, I know that was one of his first games. Do you, did you work with him at all on that? He was one of the audio guys. He's yeah, a he was, um, yeah, he was like, a second-in-command audio dude for the first okay. Dead Space. Um, yeah. Don Vecca was the main guy oh, that's right. in charge. Of course, of course. So he's the one that I interfaced okay. with like 99% of the time. But, I okay. mean, I was out there at EA at least three or four times a year playing the game for two and a half years, so I saw Dave all the oh, time, God, too. you're so brave. You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's where well, I go. I'm know. like, oh, my God, you're so brave. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about then the, the process for The Devil in Me in terms of, you know, are you watching screen caps? Are you actually playing it? Are you just art-inspired? Art or, or what kinds of visuals were you uh, privy to? Not, not playing it um, okay. just because it was too much of a hassle to get a um, like a rig over here. But sure. definitely... Plenty of quick times, um, lots of all the lore and the backstory and the scripts and yeah. and yeah. everything else. And um, and most importantly, getting captures once they've put the music, the actual finished music, into the game. Because, you know, a lot of it is is pacing, which, I mean, I know it sounds super simple, but this is not until dawn like where there's someone chasing you it's a very different kind of gameplay and most of the time probably eight out of ten times the killer you can't even see them um you're oh. you've got characters just like stuck on either side of a door looking at each other through a window and they're trying to help each other and it's very slow and methodical oh so oh i kept thinking that everything i was doing was so boring because it was so slow and like, and mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, um, I don't even think I've discussed this with anybody else. I had a different version just of the melody of the main theme that I had sent to Barney at the very, very beginning. So the whole first okay. part sounds exactly the way it does, but when it kind of dumps into the the low, like brass and strings just kind of rising with like the goose eggs, yeah. I had a different melody written there that was a little more... Um, uh, ornamented, okay. like it had more notes, and sure. the chords changed more um, because it was the very first thing that I wrote. And Barney kept saying, "You know, this guy's a this guy's like a showman. He's like you know super impressed with himself, and he plays this music, this opera music. So he's very dramatic. So I was writing this sort of dramatic melody, and we went back and forth with it a couple of times. And finally, Barney just came back and said, 
Okay, I'm sorry. Everybody loves the track, but the melody, we can't figure out how to get it to work anywhere because it's it's too oh, okay. flamboyant. Like it's it's too busy. It's it's jumping around okay. and it's a great melody, but it's mm. just not really working. And I was like, okay, okay, no problem. And that's when I just yeah. walked away for a couple of days and came back and thought, okay, what would be the most slow, you know, no, bomb. Yeah. Bum, yeah. bum, and just kind of build it up. But I felt yep. like such a loser doing that, you know, because it was so <laughs> simple. But I think a lot of times the simple things yeah. are what is really, really hard because it takes a lot of self-control yeah. to be that simple. And yes. I felt really stupid about it. But then I said it to Barney and he's like, this is perfect. It's exactly what we needed. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's really funny. This morning I was listening to it again and and I was sitting on the floor and the cat like hopped up on the couch to like settle in for her eight hour nap or whatever the hell. And <laughs> she jumped up there and she she started making biscuits, you know, and the way she does it is is ridiculously dainty. She just makes these tiny little paw <laughs> things, you know, it's and uh, and as I'm listening to this music in the background. I took a video of it. I'll show I'll share it with you because she oh, she's do. mostly deaf, so she can't hear all the cacophony that's coming uh-huh. out of the speakers and she's just over there being dainty while this horror music is going on in the background. It was <laughs> wonderful. Really wonderful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, no. I I really enjoyed uh you know, just the contrast of the plodding but especially with those lush strings that that I keep bringing up, I just thought that contrast was really, really nice. That's really great to hear. Um, and especially commenting on the strings because, I mean, honestly, it's been a while since I've had to do MIDI strings. Um, I haven't done a lot of big orchestra things, I mean, in yeah. the last four or five years. And even with um, House of Ashes, that has strings in it, but I played all those strings because it was oh, more... Yeah. Yeah, you know, more I could do it. It was more like sound designy, textural, like, yeah, kind of stark sounding strings. These I could not do, and I, I mean, I think I, I spent more time trying to make the strings sound good. Because um, usually you use a lot of reverb if you're using MIDI, if you're using samples. Sure. Reverb is your friend. That's what makes yeah. everything sound like it's on the 20th Real. Century Fox yeah. stage. But yeah. of course, with this, it's all right up in your face. I didn't want to use the reverb because I yeah. wanted it to sound up close. But as a result, it's like, oh my gosh, I just like ripped that Band-Aid off and now I got to figure out how to yep. make it hopefully, you know, sound cinematic and, and kind of claustrophobic in a way, but not like, oh yeah, I can tell. He's just using MIDI strings. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I can't. I can almost never tell though. I mean, I can if they're... In certain cases, I can definitely tell. Of but, course, you know, yeah. I thought yeah. it, I thought it sounded absolutely great. And I mean, Sweet. with regards to the game itself, I just I would just be the worst person to have on the crew. I would make all the wrong decisions. I would make, I you know, I need time to think things through, and you just don't get time like that in these situations. I'd be like, can you just stop walking toward me for five seconds while I think this through? Uh-huh. Like, it's just not going to happen. And and I think you know who that you would be. Who you're gonna you're gonna hate this too, but it's so great. Um, so it's a film crew, right? Yeah. So there's a sound person, <laughs> and they've got headphones, and they've got a boom mic, a shotgun <laughs> mic, and part of the game is you walk around in the dark, pointing your microphone oh. at different walls, and there's like you know you get your little assignments. One of the assignments is follow the lady's voice in the walls, 
and oh. you're walking around pointing it and go and you follow it down the hall. Oh my god. <laughs> no. You might as well just slap a red shirt on me and put me on the Enterprise or something like that. I'd just be a goner like right away. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Oh my god. Uh so so the other one's coming out real soon. Um so we'll talk about that sometime. Uh what else are you working on that that you're able to to let us in on? Is there anything? <laughs> so many great things that I'm not allowed to talk about. Okay. Well, that's good. I, mean, I've got I like hearing that. Two things coming out this year, but they haven't even announced them yet. And I'm finished okay. with them, but Oh wow. I can't I can't talk. They haven't um, even announced the game yet? No, not that okay. I know of. Wow, okay. But that's exciting. You know how this stuff goes. I oh, do. Yeah, yeah. I think they're trying. I like that. I like that. Good. Cool. Well, that just means, <laughs> you know, we'll have you back and back and back and you know how Fantastic. much I love that. So, do you want to say anything more about Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me or anything else? Um, <laughs> I don't I think miss? so. What other cool things did I miss? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's something. <laughs> now you you highlighted all the great stuff because oh, the okay, um, yeah, it would have been helpful if I had listened to the soundtrack before we did this because <laughs> you know it's been a year since I've written it, but um, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, it's on streaming. I I know it's on Spotify. I imagine yep. people can perhaps buy it on Amazon. I didn't look, but um, that's yeah, my assumption. I think assumption. it's for sale and streaming. Oh, good. At all the places. Good. Then you know, stream and purchase to your heart's content. Support the art and the artist. And uh, always, always so great. You know, I got to interview Gary Scheiman just a couple weeks ago, and you know, oh, you and Gary. Nice. And Enon, I think, were like my first three. It's just, I just am so grateful for you guys. And, and obviously just for you, just to have you in this world is, is a wonderful thing. So thanks for chatting. Oh, well, it's totally my pleasure. I've probably said it 20 times, but I'm going to say it again because it's <laughs> worth repeating. When I'm working on a score, like when I was doing the little four-note rising motif and I was <laughs> inverting it and looking like, oh, it's A-flat major or it's A-flat minor... I'm serious. It's like, I can't wait to talk to Emily about this because I know that you'll get it. And not yeah. only did you get it, you picked up on it like immediately. So the feeling is very mutual. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason Graves. You're welcome, <laughs> Emily Reese. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Jason Graves, see a playlist, and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of my chat with Jason Graves on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. Subscribe, get notifications, all the things to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of our new videos of interviews. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi, hello. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. 
Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.